what up, yo? Welcome to the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show with your host, Mark. That's me. Today, Friday, August 9th. Today's show, we're going to go over the rest of the top 25 wideouts. Last show, we had the uh, top 12. So we'll finish off the top 25 today. Oh, my gosh. It was so nice. Last night, Thursday night, football. Woo! We had football games on last night. So much fun. It's so nice to be back. Oh, it just it felt right with football on TV. I don't know. Are you excited as I am? I hope so. Uh, just a quick reminder. We got the Fantasy Knockout giveaway. We're giving away a signed Michael Thomas jersey. It ends on September 8th, so make sure you get your entries in. Uh, it's real easy. Go to the website, fantasyknockout.com. Click on the giveaway, and on there, all you need to enter is two things. Enter your name and email. Hit the enter button, and guess what? You got a chance to win this fantastic, amazing, signed Michael Thomas jersey. Super easy to do. Uh, and then there's more you can actually earn more entries too by you know following the show on Twitter, following the show on Instagram. All right, let's just get right into the news. News with views. All right, started off running back Deonta Foreman of the Houston Texans. He was waived slash released. They let him go. They said he needs to mature and grow up. But guess what? Day later, the Colts signed him. So now he is with the Indianapolis Colts. So good for Foreman. I guess the Colts will just kind of see if he has anything left because he was uh, recovering from the ACL injury. Uh, next, wide receiver Antonio Brown of the Oakland Raiders. He is dealing with frostbitten feet after entering a chirotherapy machine without the proper footwear. Where his injury was, you know, where he had his previous injuries described as, like, blisters and stuff. They believe that he'll be ready to go before the regular season. Um, yeah, yeah, how how do you not take care of your feet if you're the, you know, if that's what you make your money with? So, I don't know, that's just frustrating. So, a little setback on Brown there in Oakland. Uh, We'll just move on. Next, quarterback Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. His owner, Jerry Jones, claimed he was not afraid to let Dak head into his walk year without a new contract. Kind of interesting because earlier he stated he wants to extend all three, Dak, Zeke, and Cooper. So I think this is just Jerry. Jerry's just playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Jerry's just playing the game here. I think Prescott and Zeke and Cooper, they'll all have deals. If not, you know, this year, by the end of this year for sure. I think Zeke will get signed first, but he, he's he's got to pay all these guys. Um, the Cowboys need him. All right, next running back, Jarek McKinnon of the San Francisco 49ers. He was activated. You know, he had the knee injury from the pup list, but they just said he uh, he kind of had a setback. He's going to get an injection of, of well, it's like platelet stuff to make him feel better. Anyways, he's going to be sidelined for the next two weeks, so I am moving McKinnon way down my board. Coleman gets a little bump, but you know the guy that to me is the value there in San Francisco. <laughs> the value there in San Francisco is Matt Burita. I like him a lot. I think he's going to do well for for Shanahan and for the Niners. 
quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Miami Dolphins. His coach Brian Flores said Fitzpatrick will get the start um, for the preseason opener. So that's a good news for him. And I'm sure they're going to play both to see what they have in Rosen and all that. So, but hopefully Fitz gets the start come week one. So we'll keep an eye on monitoring that. Next quarterback, Thomas Brady of the New England Patriots. He signed a two-year contract extension worth $70 million. Well, good for him. So Patriots believe that he still has it. So Brady's still going to be in New England. Next tight end, Trey Burton of the Chicago Bears. Uh, This one's not big, but he sat out practice Friday and Monday. Um, So we're just going to kind of monitor this. You know, he's like 10th, 11th on my rankings as far as tight ends. But, uh, you know, just just a little bit of news to keep in your back of your mind. Next, running back Melvin Gordon. Um, You know how the Texans let go of Foreman. They came out and said the Texans are not interested in trading for Melvin Gordon. So, Gordon looks like not going to be a Texan. He's going to still hold out there in L.A. And I just hope that they come to an agreement because I'd love to see Gordon... Um, be a stud this year. So, uh, next running back Duke Johnson of the Cleveland Browns. He was traded to the Texans for a conditional 2020 fourth round pick that could possibly be be a uh, third round pick. So, there's your answer for Houston. They went and traded for Duke Johnson. He's going to be the pass catching back there in Houston. Um, you know Lamar Miller is still going to be the guy there. Duke is going to be the receiving back there. My ranking for Duke, I'm going to leave him right kind of where Foreman was, where I I just don't see him taking over or anything like that unless Miller gets hurt. Um, but I just don't see a lot of work for, for Duke. So we'll see. We'll watch some of this preseason, and if he wows me there in, in Houston, then we'll move him up. Otherwise, he's going to kind of be right there where Foreman was. Next, running back Theo Riddick of the Denver Broncos. He signed a one-year, $2.5 million deal. So good job for Riddick. You know, the the Lions let him go a couple of days ago. He just signed with Denver, so good for him. Running back Peyton Barber of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to get the start for the preseason opener for the Bucks. That's good news. Want to see him beat out uh, Ronald Jones there, so kind of keeping an eye on monitoring how he does there. Uh, now we got some injury, injuries coming up. Quarterback Nate Sudfield of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the backup quarterback there. He suffered a broken wrist in the first preseason game. That's not good. Uh, wide receiver Kiki Kuti of the Houston Texans. He has been diagnosed with a not major ankle injury. He went down grabbing his ankle um, in his game as well. So this this is the part of the season that I just it sucks because all these guys start going down and really start shaping the fantasy outlooks for for this season. Uh, next, wide receiver Jermaine Curse of the Detroit Lions. He's been diagnosed with a broken left leg and assorted injuries to his ankle. Oh, geez, that's not good. Also, tight end Ed Dixon of the Seattle Seahawks. He underwent a knee scope, and he's going to be sidelined four to five weeks. Uh, wide receiver Quincy Inunua of the New York Jets. He exited practice Tuesday with a groin injury. And then... Guard, offensive line guard, Gabe Jackson of Oakland Raiders. He's going to miss roughly eight weeks with an MCL injury. Not good for for the Raiders. And then last, running back Damian Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. 
He finally returned to practice on Wednesday from his hamstring injury. So that was a little bit of good news. So yay, yay for Williams. All right, quick reminder. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Fantasy Knockout and on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Let's get into it. Main event, the top 25 wideouts. Well, I'm going to rehash the uh, first 12 real quick. One, DeAndre Hopkins. Two, Julio Jones. Three, Devontae Adams. Four, Odell Beckham Jr. Number five, Tyreek Hill. Number six, Juju Smith-Schuster. Number seven, the million-dollar man, Michael Thomas. Number eight, T.Y. Hilton. Number nine, Mike Evans. Number 10, Antonio Brown. Number 11, Keenan Allen. And number 12, Julian Edelman. All right, let's move right to 13, Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings. Last year, he had 153 targets, 113 receptions, 1,373 yards, and 9 touchdowns. For Thielen, it was a tale of two halves. You know, you had weeks one through nine. He was the best wideout in the game. But over the second half of the year, only had one good fantasy game. So the question is, what will we get from him this year? Are we going to get the first half or are we going to get the second half? Would you like him to be your wide receiver on your, you know, do you want him to be your wide receiver one on your team, your number one receiver? You know, it should feel good with him as your number as your top receiver, but it doesn't. You know, I mean, it's not a sexy pick, but if you if you decide to go RB heavy, let's say you draft two running backs in the first two rounds, and Thielen's there in the third, I think that's a phenomenal value. I think you'll be more than happy as the season goes on with that lineup. It might not seem Right when you look at your lineup, it's not going to compare to somebody who's got a Julio or a Hopkins or an Adams, but you know Thielen's a, a he's a solid receiver. So in the last two seasons, Thielen has been the favorite target for Cousins. Just don't overcomplicate this. He's a solid slash high end wide receiver too, and he can finish in the top ten. That's why I got Thielen at thirteen. Next, we got fourteen Robert Woods of the Los Angeles Rams. So last year, Woods had 130 targets, 86 receptions, 1,219 yards, and six touchdowns. But he also had 157 rushing yards and a TD. That, you know, he's got a little bit in that rushing game. McVay likes to use that Tavon Austin role, you know, a couple end of rounds and stuff like that. So Woods has some sneaky, sneaky upside there. He's been very productive with McVay in L.A. Woods is also the top wideout for the Rams. Wow. Wait, wait, what do you mean top? There's Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup there, Mark. Like I said, he's the top wide out there. He's the number one option for for Jared Goff there. Woods is the number one receiver. McVay knows how to use his plays to their best abilities. Woods is a great value in drafts right now because he doesn't seem slash feel like a top wide out. Similar to Adam Thielen. But guess what? He's going to finish up at the top, take the value, and select him in the late third, fourth round, and you know, smile, smile as he helps you win a fantasy championship this year. Next, we got 15 Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, Cooper 107 targets, 75 receptions, 1,005 yards, and seven touchdowns. If you remember, he was traded from Oakland to Dallas, and he just started 
to shine bright as the star. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. If you remember, he was traded from Oakland to Dallas last year, and once he was traded, he just started to shine really, really bright. I mean, he was he was good. This is what he did in Dallas through nine games. 76 targets, 53 receptions, 725 yards, and six touchdowns. I'm high on Cooper again this year. I just I can't quit him. I can't quit him. I believe he's going to be a more consistent receiver than he has in the past. We all know what he's capable of doing. We've all seen his amazing games. I'm excited about his new coaching staff. Kellen Moore is going to know how to use Cooper the right way, unlike Linehan did. You know, Cooper's just going to, it's going to be a lot of fun with Cooper and Dak this year. So I'm excited to have Amari Cooper on my team. I'm drafting him in that third, fourth round. I'll take the value there. Next, we got Stefan Diggs at 16. Diggs is on the Vikings. Last year, he had 149 targets, 102 receptions for 1,021 yards with nine touchdowns. Last year, he had the third worst yards per reception. Not good. He was used as is. Is uh, Cousins outlet You know Cousins just dumped off to him a bunch But here's the thing He's only crapped his pants Twice last year You know he only had two horrible games He puts up touchdowns And he should be much better In year two with, with the Vikings So I like Diggs as a value You know the Right there with, with a Cooper And Thielen and Brandon Cooks I like all that value I think Diggs has upside he could finish, you know, a wide receiver one. Um, sneaky play there. I like I like Diggs a lot. So that's why I got Diggs at 16. Next, we got number 17, Brandon Cooks of the Los Angeles Rams. Last year, 117 targets, 80 receptions for 1,204 yards and five touchdowns. Cooks, he's, he's a tough one to own because he's a good wide receiver. He's always finishing with 1,200 yards. But it's the touchdowns. That's what scares me about Cooks. He doesn't get many of those touchdowns. Um, you know, what I can remember, like, what really sticks out to me in my mind is watching the Super Bowl and just seeing him drop the one in the end zone. And then another one towards the end of the game, just making, just not catching the ball when he needed to catch the ball. He just didn't seem as reliable, uh, you know, if he can figure out how to pull in more touchdowns, then he's going to shoot up my board. But until then, he's going to remain right there at 17. Number 18, Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. So last year, Boyd had a breakout year. 108 targets, 76 receptions for 1,028 yards, and 7 touchdowns. The reason Boyd's so high on my board is I think he's going to repeat what he did last year or be very similar to what he did last year. And no A.J. Green to start the year. Yep, Green's going to be out, going to be sidelined for to start the season. The things that do scare me are new coaching staff. Andy Dalton is his quarterback. You know, with all this being said, Boyd is still a talented wideout. And, like, you know, I just I see him repeating what, what he did. I see him getting, I think I have him set it out for, like, 90 receptions, 1,200 yards, and like eight touchdowns or something like that. So very similar to what he did did last year. I can he's a he's a to me he's a wide receiver too. He's a top 24 talent. 
So I like I like Boyd. I like his upside there. That's why he's 18 for me. Next, number 19, Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions. Last year, 119 targets, 70 receptions for 1,063 yards and only five touchdowns. Last year, he was the wide receiver 21. The question is, can he level up? I'm not sure about that. This offense isn't anything fantastic. Stafford had one of the worst seasons of his career last year. Yeah, he played with small fractures in his back. Um, they got Daryl Bevel. He is a coach who likes to run the ball. You know, Marvin Jones was hurt last year, and he's back now. Uh, on Johnson's going to be demanding a lot of targets in the backfield. To me, he's going to finish close to what he did last year, right here at like that wide receiver 20, 20 mark. So, you know, I got him pegged right there where he should finish, right where he did finish. Don't get me wrong. I like Galladay. I like his talent. He is the number one receiver on his team, but, it, you know, he's he's just going to be a solid wide receiver, too, for your team in fantasy this year. Next, we got number 20, Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Last year, Lockett was 70 targets for 57 receptions, 965 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Wow. He came on strong last year. He had a phenomenal year. So with that being said, we're going to see a regression happen for Lockett. I don't see him being able to repeat last year's numbers. But then, you know, when statting him out, so you you take away some of his uh, efficiency and take away some of his numbers just because he was so amazing last year. And, and it's, I think that was a uh, you know an outlier season, so to say. But guess what? No more Doug Baldwin. So now you have to bump up his stuff. So... He's going to finish pretty close to where he did last year. You know, I mean, he defies analytics. Again, I don't see him repeating what he did. We know Lockett's a good receiver. We know Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. So I'm just going to trust those things. So to me, he's a solid wide receiver, too, on your team. That's why I got him at 20. And (laughs) enough said, I guess. Next, we got number 21, Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams. Last year, Cup had 55 targets for 40 receptions, 566 yards, and six touchdowns, all in eight games, and then he tore his ACL. I love Cup, but guess what? He's coming back from an injury that is not not a fun one to come back from, and hopefully he doesn't have any setbacks in preseason. But guess what? He's the touchdown guy for McVay. He's had 23 red zone targets in the last year. He's going to be great, but he I, I'm projecting him to be starting off slow. You know, it's going to be it's going to be a little not learning curve, but a little curve to him, like ramping up and getting you back into the hang of things. I'd be completely content with him as my wide receiver, too, on my team, if, especially if you go RB heavy. You know how we're talking like Adam Thielen and Cooper? If you if you go running backs with your first two picks and then you can grab, you know, a Thielen or Cooper in that third round, and then if Cooper Cup's there in the fourth or even in the fifth round, take the value. He's gonna score a lot of touchdowns this year, and you'll be happy with Cup. Next, number twenty two, Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Last year Godwin had ninety five targets for fifty nine receptions, eight hundred and forty two yards and seven touchdowns. It, He's got an upgrade as a head coach. He's got Bruce Arians there now. 
There are 38% vacated targets. You know, there's no more Deshaun Jackson, no more Adam Humphreys. Godwin's a very talented wide receiver, and I'm calling for a breakout from him this year. He should play in the slot role, the slot receiver role, and Arians loves to use that. You know, he's he's really made guys break out Heinz Ward and Fitzgerald, you know, previous years or previous teams. He's really turned them into phenomenal receivers. I mean, they were all like talented receivers, but don't get me wrong, you know, they they he just boosted their career or boosted their season that year when he put them in the slot. Godwin's gonna be playing out of the slot. You know, I mean, I like Godwin's talent. Again, I think he's gonna have a, a phenomenal year. My only concern is Jameis Winston. It's all falling on him. Can he be the quarterback that he needs to be? Can he be the quarterback that everyone wants him to be? You know, I got Godwin statted out for like 70 receptions and 1,000 yards and like nine touchdowns. So Godwin should be a solid wide receiver too. He's got top 15 upside. Number 23, Alshon Jeffrey of the Philadelphia Eagles. So last year, Jeffrey had 92 targets, 65 receptions, 843 yards, and six touchdowns. I'm excited about the Philadelphia offense. I like what I've seen in who they've added this year, adding you know Jordan Howard and drafting Miles Sanders, adding Deshaun Jackson. You know they're really going to help Wentz out and become, I think, back to that MVP candidate that Wentz you know two years ago then when they won the Super Bowl. My problem is I'm not sold on Alshon Jeffrey. Last year he played through some injuries. Uh, you know, like I said, Deshaun Jackson's back. He's going to take some targets away. And to me, Jeffrey just seems like he's a touchdown or bust kind of guy. You know, I have him statted out for 55 receptions for about 750 yards and eight touchdowns. So, you know, I give him a bump in touchdowns. But he's not, he hasn't hit a thousand yards in over four seasons. You know, he hasn't played all 16 games. He's only done that once in the last four years. He's just going to be a very frustrating player. You know, if he doesn't get his touchdown, you're going to be disappointed. And so that's why Jeffrey's my number 23. Granted, he is going later in drafts right now. His ADP is a lot lower. I think his ADP is like 20, 26 to 30. So if he slips in your draft, then take, yeah, take the value. I'm not, you know, just because I'm not high on Jeffrey this year does not mean he's, I wrote him off and he's not on my draft board. I'll take the value if he falls to me in the fifth and sixth or seventh round. I don't see, see him going that far. But if he's there in that fifth, sixth round, he's got wide receiver two upside. You know? So take the value of Jeffrey if he if he slips in your drafts. Next, we got number 24, DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers. So last year, Moore was a rookie. You know, this is his second season with the Panthers. Um, his stats last year, he was 82 targets for 55 receptions, 788 yards, and only two touchdowns. I'm looking for him to level up this year. I'm excited about DJ Moore. I'm excited about the Panthers offense. Um, you know, he's a great talent. This is, you know, this is the best receiving core that Cam Newton has ever had, in my opinion. Yeah, I know he's played with Steve Smith and some of that, but I'm talking like as a whole with Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Greg Olson and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Cam should have a <laughs> a solid year. And if Cam has a solid year, DJ Moore is going to be the guy that makes him or that helps him get that. You know, 
Moore is the number one receiver on his team. Like I said, I like Curtis Samuel a lot as well. And if I want, if I'm going to take a player on the Panthers, I want the I want the number one receiver, and that's DJ Moore. So you know that's why I'm going with him. I got I got him statted out for like 90 receptions, 1270 yards with six touchdowns. You know nothing crazy phenomenal, but a solid wide receiver too. You know I could see his ceiling top 15. I could see no no his ceiling's about yeah 15. Yeah, about that 15 range. You know, and he, right now he's going as wide receiver 25 in drafts. So take the upside in, in him. Take the shot on him. And enjoy DJ Moore this year in fantasy. And then the last one, we got number 25, Robbie Anderson of the New York Jets. So last year he had 94 targets for 50 receptions, 752 yards with six touchdowns. I really like what I saw from Sam Darnold last year. He showed... He had a nice rapport with Anderson. You know, Anunua just got hurt with his groin injury. Uh, Anderson came on real strong at the end. I think he was wide receiver four over the last four games. Basically, he turned he turned into a league winner for the playoffs. Um, kind of surprisingly because it, it went under the radar, you know, as, as a, if I remember. Um, he's got the skill. He's got the talent to be an elite wide out. He just needs to be fed the ball, in my opinion. And I think him and Darnold can get on the same page. So I, I like Anderson's upside. And, you know, he's another, again, another solid wide receiver, too. You know, if you could, if you decide to wait on wide receiver this year, if you decide to go RB heavy and grab, you know, three running backs in the first four rounds or so, take any of these, take any of these later round guys that we talked about. Take a Jeffrey, take an Anderson, take a Godwin, take a Cooper Cup. You know, double up on these on two of these receivers, and you'll be your team will be pretty nice. You know, so that's gonna wrap it up for today. I'm gonna say thank you for listening to the show. Uh, next week, we got the top 12 quarterbacks. Make sure to subscribe, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate it. Help us out. All right, till next time. Goodbye. <laughs>